This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Noah Galloway, and I'm the next guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. Check it out. Welcome back. It is episode 107 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Cypher, don't get gassed! <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're back. Gabs, what is happening? Clearly, you are not in your apartment don't in New Jersey. Don't you are that, in a room with an erasable. I'm going to like this, Gerard. Why are you going <laughs> to <come laughs> <in> real hot today? <laughs> with a, with an erasable. Put your AC on, my friend. Relax, <laughs> mind your business, and drink nah, your water. Nah, okay? I, I am putting no AC on because it's going to make too much noise, and we're going to hear it in the background of our recording. You see, I, I'm always trying to look out for the listeners. I'm not saying, I mean, and our viewers, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying, you are in a place that's clearly not your apartment. That's all. I was just making that up. Drad, I'm almost never in my apartment, even when I'm in my apartment. Let's keep it a buck. That's a, you know, I, I think you guys, since we switched to this new recording platform, you get to see which, a little bit which more. Which we love, by the way. It's quite nice. We love, but there's a few things that we don't love so much. And by we, I mean me. You know, now you guys get to see how the sausage is made. And like, for the record, Drad and I had the exact same conversation before we started recording. And the virtual background that I used to have was a photo from my actual sneaker closet. So it's like mm-hmm. legit from the days when I, we started. Of the show and I was sitting on a yoga block on the floor recording mm-hmm. like legit and now you guys get to see yo your girl has a job she gets that money sometimes you know that's how she affords speakers so let's not dog on her Mr. Gerard first okay? of all nobody nobody was dogging I was just merely I'm bringing just up the you. fact that you are in a in a functional room where brainstorming happens I can see brainstorm ideas on the back of that don't wall don't look at that don't look at that mind your business <laughs> Mind your business, drink your water, Jay. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I, I, I just want to like, and then we see little hearts up there. All Love right, you, right. miss so you. Somebody out on the board, okay? You know, Gerard, in remote times, uh, I don't no. have the luxury of having my own office. So let's not point out other people's offices. And I am trying to make things happen for us and for this show because, you know, I, I'm just teasing. It's it's just funny. It's funny. I like like the background. I want you guys to draw it as like a professional podcaster. Your girl is still learning, and that's okay. Oh, no. That wasn't about podcasting. I just love the fact that. We're going to put it all out there today. We're putting it all out there today. We are off the script. We are off the rails, you guys. You know, I've tried seven different cameras, 32 different microphones. Nothing is compatible Mm. with the Mac. 
It's a hundred pounds to travel with. I have another pair of headphones that I got at home. So we're going to be remixing it up over the next couple of weeks, you guys. Um, And I just want to, I say that because like, we're, we're real people, right? Like you might think like, oh, we've been doing this show for a minute. We have it all figured out. We do not have it all figured out. So I just want to keep it real with our audience. Cause like, that's what, that's what we're all about. I mean, you, you talk about me coming in hot. Gabby, do you know what, uh, <clears throat> Funk Master Flex will say to you right now? Warning, 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 warning. Now that DJ can allow, but. That's, that's, that's what Flex would say to you right now. You would literally so. say, don't get guessed. <laughs> I don't agree with that. These are just uncut jams, Trod, that we are spitting here, okay? Mm-hmm. A little yep, dehydrated, enjoying mm-hmm. the West Coast this week. I'm here for some work stuff, and then I'm back to New York for the rest of the month. Excited uh, about the U.S. Open. Oh, Lots yes. Wait, are, you, are, you, are you going to the U.S. Open this year? I believe so. I'm trying to figure out. It's more of a matter of when versus if. Are you working? Are you going to enjoy? No, I might luxuriate? actually get to go as a fan. I don't know if we're going to call it luxuriating. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know you think I live the I mean, sweet life of Zach and Cody over here. Like, I mean, you do. I mean, and by sweet, I mean S U I T E life, not sweet sugar sweet life. Yeah, no, no you, I'm not honey you, juice you, sweet life. That's the kind of S W E E T. That's shout out to I the honey juice, the, the the official drink of the of the U S Open. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be covering it, working. So I'll Love be, that. you know doing the media center thing um so look look we can because folks another thing you may not know we don't actually see each other that often in person and it's not because <laughs> again let's peel back the curtain okay. never because gabby doesn't want to it's always to being like you know i ain't going indoors in no places so we're not so that's not a thing so we're not we're just not true i appreciate um, that Judd. I, I really appreciate I just, jay i mean I'm just putting it out there. I, I, I am, you know. We all have our own thoughts about how things are right now, right? Like, and I think no that, doubt. that's totally okay. And you know, no doubt. I'm excited to do some feats in the streets, U.S. Open style, personally. Well, there uh, we go. We'll be know. out. See, it's an outdoor venue, so I'm happy to meet you up in the various food gardens, having all the delicious food out there, watching some tennis. Uh, well, you know, we are a, a sneaker pod, not like a sports pod, but we would be remiss if we did not mention. Um, the greatest tennis player of all time and a woman on the short list for greatest athlete of all time. Not female athlete, athlete, period. Men, women, transgender, whatever, like, don't matter. Everybody involved on the short list for greatest athlete, period. Serena Williams, uh, in her first person essay in Vogue this week, announced that she will be not retiring, but evolving away from tennis Love that. Uh, following the U.S. Open, um, you know. This is a woman who turned pro in 1995 uh, as a 14-year-old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, she's been winning major titles for decades. Oh, look, and we, we seem to have a guest hopping in. This is Hi. this is sort of the beauty of, of, of live sports <laughs> or live podcasting. Uh, but quickly, as I, as I finish up that note, and I'll introduce uh, our guest after this, you know, when we cut for our break, you know, what she's accomplished in her career uh, is second to none, right? It is th- that that is why she is who she is. That's why she is the greatest of all time. And, you know, it will be a wonderful moment whenever her last match is uh, in New York at the Open for her to get sort of those flowers and the send off from the New York City crowd that she so richly deserves. All right, folks, stay tuned. As you see, we have a special person on the, on the right side of our of our screen there. He'll be here in one second, so everyone stay tuned. Coming up, we have our special guest. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? 
It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Gabby, we are back. And we are not alone. We are joined by... Former or retired, I guess is probably the best way to say it. Uh, Army vet, uh, motivational speaker, um, dancing with the stars, contestant, overall superstar, Noah Galloway. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. And I've got to say, thanks for being here. Is this a podcast? Is it live? I'm very confused on it. (laughs) <laughs> it is a podcast and also we video record it as well so that when we make little clips and cut them up the video goes out onto youtube so yeah it's a it's a it's a video podcast and an audio so the audio will be on apple spotify all oh, that okay, stuff okay. and the full video will be available on youtube and pre-recorded so if you yeah, want to curse if you want yeah. to yeah. oh yeah you can curse do whatever oh, so I asked because yeah. when i came in the la- I, i'm sorry i thought when I came in, I was very confused on what was happening. All good. It's fine. Don't worry. We, we, <laughs> it's it's the beauty of uh, live to tape. Let's put it that way, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Noah, where in the country are you located right now? I am in Alabama right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are, okay. Well, well, he's he lives in Birmingham. Are you a Birmingham? Birmingham? Where are you in Alabama? Birmingham? I'm, well, I'm in the center of the state. I'm just south of Birmingham. Okay. So who are you? Are you a Crimson Tide guy or? Yes. I mean, okay. I, I do like winners. Uh, so. <laughs> that, that was a shot at Auburn, by the way, folks. Uh, just just put that out there. Auburn Hill? <laughs> so you do like winners. So you are you are roll tide. All right. All right. So 
Nick, people may not be familiar with your story. So let's, let's sort of start from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. How did you find yourself um, in the army and then the from well, the army know, I, to uh, becoming a motivational speaker? Yeah. Well, getting in the army, the army is something I never wanted to be part of. Actually, it's funny. My mom grew up a military brat and was always telling me to join the army. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, then I was in college at uh, UAB, it's University of Alabama mm-hmm. at Birmingham, mm-hmm. and 9-11 happened. And that was what I needed to be like, this is something bigger than me. And I went in the military and ended up the 101st out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And I really enjoyed my time in the military, really enjoyed it. And of course, you know, a couple of years into it, I got injured on my second appointment to Iraq and that changed my entire, mm-hmm. changed everything in my life. For sure. And obviously, we know it transitioned you into someone who provides inspiration and so many others. But, I mean, even if you don't know a story like this, I know it didn't happen overnight like that. You didn't just go, okay, cool, now I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. What yeah. What was the, the journey like from, holy hell, I'm a double amputee, and I probably hate the world, right? Like what, what, what yeah, was that you know, process was, like? You know, in the hospital, I had tons of emotions. Of course, it was, you know, I was medicated, then finding out that I'd lost my arm, lost my leg. And it was, oh, it was horrific. And I was emotional and angry. And when I moved back to Alabama from the hospital, I was just grieving everything, not just my injury. Like I had, once I got in the military, especially the fact that I never wanted to be in, once I got in, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Lo- I was an infantryman. You know, it was, I loved my job. I loved everything about it. So there was a lot I was dealing with emotionally and mentally because I'd lost this career. Most people go their entire lives to never find a career. Mm-hmm. And I was going to retire out of the military. And so dealing with everything was tough. And I went through a lot of depression. And I've been very open about it and talk about it any chance it comes up. But uh, it was actually getting back into fitness and running races that over time of trying to better myself and I have three kids and I wanted to be a better example for them. I got back into fitness and then running races and obstacle course races and marathons caught the attention of men's health. They called me the ultimate guy, put me on the cover. (laughs) I remember that cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything took off from there. I ended up on Ellen. Ellen after her. Mm-hmm. All these shows wanted me, Survivor, and all these different things. Yeah. And I turned them down, though, because they were too much time away from my kids. Yeah. My kids were young and Survivor. People may not yeah. know this, but even if you get voted off, yeah. you have to stay with the crew. You can't yeah. call. No I contact know. back home. So I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. And then it ended yeah. up, Dance with the Stars wanted me, and I'd never seen it. And I was like, I heard of your show. <laughs> they wanted to put me in a house in L.A. I was like, I can't do it. I got to stay here in Alabama. And they said, that's all right. We'll, your dancer will go there, and we flew back and put that LA for the live show. It's amazing. And yeah, no, it's, it's been a crazy ride to go from <laughs> very bottom and then working. When did when did you have the moment where you recognized, okay, I, I, I'm done feeling bad for myself. I have to be here for my kids. What? How, uh, when, so, when did that happen? So there was a moment I had where. You know, the kids, they were young and they were sitting on the couch watching cartoons. I walked in the living room and I realized that I am showing them how to be a man. You know what I mean? How to how to be a provider 
you know, a parent, you know, all these things. And I wasn't doing it. I was not the person that I would be spending time with today. You know, as you, mm-hmm. you are the people around you. Mm-hmm. I was not the right person. And so I knew I had to make a change. Of course, when I always tell people that life doesn't just fix. Life is not a movie. And even when I realized I needed to improve, I still screwed up. Mm-hmm. I have always been open about that because I feel like if people think that I got blown up, lost two of my limbs, and then ended up in the gym, and then men's health and right. dancing with stars, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. you know, it's not even half the story. Right. But, you know, to for people to know that I still messed up, but I just, my kids were my motivation to just even push through when I screwed up. And that's what people need to realize. And we make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, that means that we're doing something. People who aren't making mistakes aren't making any risk, not taking any risk. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so mistakes mean that you're improving, you're learning, you're getting better. I love that. I know we talk on the show a lot about mental health and how that's part of the journey, right? And like getting your headspace, right? And how important that is. I'd love for you to talk more about that, but also how just kind of like working out how the physical element of that also connects to that. So, well, I mean, I always compare the two. You didn't even have to ask me. Like, I, whenever I talk about when people bring up mental health, I'm like, well, why don't we just talk about health? Because most people think, well, I got to eat good and I have to work out. Well, that's just part of it. Like, this, everything is controlled by this. You know, the most important organ in our body. And so, this, not too long ago, uh, it was a, just a month or two ago, I went to a doctor's appointment. And my son had said something to my wife about doing something with me. She's like, oh, he went to the doctor. He was like, what doctor? And she was like, oh, a mental health appointment. And he was like, oh, is everything okay? And she said, actually, everything's great. He just, you know, he takes care of himself, both physically and mentally. It was perfect, actually, because that's the kind of being a good leader is all about is being the example. You can't just say it. Mm -hmm. Saying it does nothing, nothing but shows that you talk a lot. That's it. <laughs> Doing it is setting the example for them to see this is critical for just taking care of yourself. You don't have to be on the brink of a mental breakdown. It's actually That's better like if you're you not. Be, it's how you avoid yeah, you that. Be, yeah. Yeah. Don't let your body get to 400 pounds before you're like, oh, maybe I should take care of myself. You know, <laughs> all together. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, this is a great message and I love it. Um, you know, Again, it would be so easy to have your situation happen and just give up, right? Oh, and yeah. and just be like, well, you know, I got dealt the crap. And by the way, I don't think anyone would be mad or blame you, right? Because no, you're no, like, no, I, I say that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> nobody would. Nobody. If I was, if I just quit, people are like, well, I mean, the dude lost an arm and a leg. Let him, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is, I don't want, nor do I want to see anyone else veteran or not ever get to that point like you got to keep pushing and I always tell people that we decide if we want to be the exceptional or the average person and the difference of the two is exceptional average people hit a a barrier in life which we all hit at different times and they stop they say well this is it this is where I made it to no it's exceptional people find a way to go over under around or through that obstacle and that's the only difference and we decide that Mm -hmm. we decide it 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a great segue. And I feel like there's something that I knew you for before Larry introduced us, aside from your <laughs> ravishingly full beard that I'm sure Larry is <laughs> jealous of. And, you know, but it's that it's the Tough mutter clip with like the one armed pull and kind of like it's like the journey of endurance. I mean, I've done obstacle races before. I'm a little out of shape, so I'm kind of getting my sea legs uh, back together. But talk about that and that journey and like whether it's camaraderie all of the things that go into that and kind of like how you got to that point. Well, you know, I had come across Tough Mudder and off-road course races like that just by chance. A friend of mine was like, hey, let's try this. I tried a really small 5K called a Warrior Dash. That was actually the yeah. first thing I did. And, they, you know, I always tell people it's, it's an easy course once you start doing bigger ones. It's an oh, easy like, way. <laughs> starting yeah. off, I don't know. I mean, your girl's, girl's building up to that tough matter. But, but yeah. like, I mean, people are having fun. They're wearing costumes. Like, yeah. it's a fun time. It was so hard on me. But I had my buddy that was with me in the military all the way, helped me through every obstacle, where it motivated me to be like, you know what? I'm going to change the way I'm working out. And I started figuring out different and then pushing myself. And then I started mastering these obstacles and I got better and I started doing bigger races. And then it became actually pure ego that I would go to these races because a lot of the obstacles, you'd see fit guys helping each other up these walls. They'd be like, oh, do you want help? I'm like, no, I got this. And would just (laughs) jump up, grab the truck and pull myself up and over. And I would hear guys be like, did you just see that? Like, that was, it was pure ego, but uh, it got me a lot of attention and things just kept growing. <laughs> you know, it, obviously when you, when you lose an arm and a leg, um, you have to, um, you know, figure out a new, when you're rehabbing and physical therapy to like, am I going to walk again and run and do different things? Talk about that process when you had to get fitted for special equipment to be able to run and walk and oh. that whole process of getting ready to do what you're doing. You're asking all the right, right questions. So, yeah, running. I remember when I got my first running, like I'd also I'd already learned to walk like and I was very like I walked all the time and it was brutal. When I first started walking on a prosthetic leg, like just walking across, you know, a small room sweating profusely, just so much work trying to your body, trying to adapt. And so I'm still, I, I, I gotten pretty good at that. And then I finally got a running leg. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to run again. You know, and I, in my mind, I kept thinking about what it was like to run when I had all my limbs. Uh, when mm-hmm. I put on this running leg, because I don't have a knee, you're my, I'm swinging it with my thigh mm-hmm. and then it's swinging the hinge out to Mm -hmm. land on this spring and it was nothing like running on two legs and Mm -hmm. I had a therapist next to me they put the little belt on you so they can hold on to you Mm -hmm. and I remember just getting so aggravated and then I was afraid to do it by myself because I was afraid I'd land and hurt my arm that I'd already injured so when I got back after getting that leg and I moved back to Alabama I just put that leg in the closet and it stayed there for a long time and then when I started getting back into shape, I was like, you know, I would really like to run, but I was still kind of nervous about it. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I was, me and my kids were sitting down watching America's Funniest Home Videos. And there was a clip of a dog missing both its legs on the same side, just running around, running around the yard. And everybody's laughing. It was funny. But I remember thinking, oh, there's the difference. That dog isn't overthinking it. As humans, we overthink. Mm-hmm. And 
I started running after that. So basically, we could really say, you know, Bob Saget changed my life. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people could say that, you know? Rest in, yeah. rest in peace, Bob. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But that's a that, true story. Like, that motivated me to start running. That piece right there is so amazing. Uh, let's drill down on that. Not just that incident, but how people can find motivations in areas where they don't even think about it. You, you crystallize it right there. Animals ain't thinking. They're just like, well, what do we, I got to get to the food or get, I'm just yes. going like, it's yes. fine. Like it's us. So talk about the ways in which you could find motivations and ways to improve yourself in just everyday life. If you, you know, allow yourself well, to, you know, just like that, like I said, animals don't overthink as humans. We overthink because I meet people all the time and, you know, most people know, and if they don't, that's okay. That, Hey, nutrition is more important than your time in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Mm-hmm. And now then people bring up that same point that any of us have ever thought. It can be really hard. Nutrition can be complicated. But I always point out to people, hey, no one's asking you to jump on stage right now. You know what I mean? Just take a step back. We all kind of know what we shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Donuts. You know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> right, know, right, all these right. things that we know. You know, fried food, lots of sugar, sodas, things like that. So I always tell people, hey, start with the little things. Check, start drinking more water. Start watching what you're eating. And it's just a gradual climb. And look at that right there. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, you know. And then when it comes to real motivation, I always tell people, find something that's bigger than what you're afraid of. Usually it's our fears that hold us back. And you have to, mine were my children. You know what I mean? They were more important than any fear I had. And people should just find that thing because then when they get to that point, like we talked about before, where they average people stop, well, then they have to be like, wait a minute, I might be scared, but I've said I wanted this or I'm doing this for this person or whatever. And so, boom, it gives them a reason to push through it. I know they always say like nothing good comes from being in your comfort zone. And I think, you know, trying to find your why is what I'm hearing here. And I think that's really important. Like I know for me, first half marathon I ever did, I was like, I did it for leukemia lymphoma society. And like, I was like, you know what? I had cancer when I was 18. Cancer was fucking harder. Uh, I am not a runner. I'm Jewish. I have short legs from my height. Uh, (laughs) If I was getting cheese with a gun, I still couldn't run a 10 minute mile consistently. So like, that's just like biology, but it's like finding your why and breaking it down into kind of like smaller achievable things, right? Like I heard somewhere once it's like, oh, you want to lose 50 pounds. You don't want to lose 50 pounds. You want to lose one pound 50 times. So like talk more kind of about that process, because I think like, I, I love the different steps of it, the motivation from different places but like what were those kind of moments or advice that you have to kind of like figure out what are those smaller steps so that it doesn't feel like it's something that is out of reach even if the timeline is long well one the worst thing that people do and you know it's easier said than done uh but people one of the biggest things is a scale you know what i mean like you it's why have it you know what I mean? You And you should not be – don't look at magazines and think, I want that person's body. You're not going to have that person's body. You may find out that underneath what you got going on is even better than that person. You know what I mean? But your goal is to be the healthiest you you can be, and we'll find out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And trust me, you'll feel and look incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's ever been in shape and someone said, 
you know what? They looked better when they were fat. You know, <laughs> yeah, we've all said somebody was funnier when they were fat, but <laughs> no one looks better. <laughs> I like that. I but it is like, you know, just like we talked about before, though, changing little things. Number one, I, like you're drinking water. Like most people, they don't think about how much soda or whatever it is they actually consume. Mm-hmm. And then you cut that out. Mm-hmm. And people will start dropping weight mm-hmm. just from that. And so then yeah. they'll be motivated to see that, hey, let's find And, you know, like I've never been a big vegetable eater. And now my wife, who's big into cooking, her whole family is, I didn't, apparently I just didn't have it the right way. She made me vegetables, sauteing them. And finally I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yes. I, why didn't anybody try this when I was a little kid? Like nobody even made it an effort. <laughs> no, that, that, that's amazing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the work you do with your no excuses charitable fund. And obviously no excuses that fits you perfectly. Cause I think that's just, that's your mantra. That, that's your mindset, right? Like yeah. to your point, the average is when you stop, right? I, I can find a way there, there is a way, right. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like where there is no way you make one, right. That's, that, that's, yeah. that's sort of, that's sort of the, the mindset. Uh, what brought about the feeling and the want to start no excuses charitable fund. And what's, what are the latest things you guys are, have going on now? So the charitable fund, I, as an injured veteran, especially early on, got to experience a lot of different veterans groups. Like I got injured at a, in 2000, the end of 2005. So there was a lot of, guys and, and a few women that were being injured and were in the hospital. So there's a lot of organizations that were doing things to try to help and be there for us. And I found that not all organizations are the same. And there are a lot of organizations that are pretty bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that bothered me. So then fast forward several years, and I never forgot those organizations And when I had my own platform, I decided, you know what, once you get attention, like you can't badmouth someone else, you know, you never throw dirt, you lose ground. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can't do that. But what I can do is really highlight the great organizations out there. So it brings attention to them. I can get money to them. And then it builds their reputation that overshadows the bad ones. So that's what I've done. I've always just had different groups. And now I've started, this is the second year this September mm-hmm. of having a charity golf event. Mm-hmm. And every year is a different organization, a good organization that does what they claim to do. And I'll get to highlight them. All the proceeds go to them. And it's just fun. Like I you know, started playing golf because of COVID and now I'm obsessed with it. So I was like, well, let's have a golf tournament. And we did the first one last year and there was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of fun. And and I wasn't sure if I was going to do it every year, but everyone was like, tell me you're doing this again next year. Like everyone was ready to sign up right then. So we're doing it every year, different organizations. That's awesome. I do have to ask as, as a golfer myself, is it easier because of the, the limited limbs that I don't have all these things to quiet down, right? It's like yeah, one hand, I don't have two to worry about. I'm fine. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a good point. Um, and thankfully, I think the best thing that happened to me was I didn't play golf before I was injured. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would have, what if I was like a scratch golfer? Oh, yeah. You, that was yeah. amazing. And now I suck? <laughs> no, instead, I just suck. And, <laughs> but now after a couple of years of playing, 
I realized most people suck. Yeah. So I'm actually like, I'll, it surprises people when I show up and I'm like, yeah, and I'm actually not that bad. <laughs> most golfers suck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you've seen Charles Barkley, respectfully. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, my God. I don't know, I don't know yes. where that hitch comes from. But. The, the, the crazy thing yeah, is, is that awesome. when Chuck was a player, like he was, he was really good. Like he was really yeah. good at golf. Like and it just – over the years, I'm like that hitch just developed, and it's like he's tried oh, so many things that. to get rid of it, and it's just like, you know, he's a local guy here, yeah. and from Leeds, he's an amazing person, mm-hmm. just a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll swing now. No, it, it, I, I thought about, I, I, I thought about that though because I was like, he has less things to worry about, so I, I have to imagine that he's that he's okay, right? Because that's the problem yeah, with the golf swing. Yeah, it, uh, huh. <laughs> yeah i don't it, know i think that that's like the definition of like getting in your own head about stuff right yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. to me it's like you can see when he's like oh maybe i shouldn't be doing that and then it's like <laughs> the pause it's like the one of those sports yeah. it will golf oh the worst thing you can do and he'll agree like is if you watch some youtube videos to adjust your swing oh, or something worst thing you can works. do it never works you, Take it, a lesson. Have a have a beer. That's yeah, the, the yeah. Two best or just just, just just hang out with your friends. It, it, it's way better. All right, folks. We're gonna uh, come back because we're gonna talk about sneakers a little bit and the functionality and how you know Noah thinks about well, what kind of sneakers do I have to wear when I have to do these different things and and how does how does he take that into account uh, when he's doing his various tough mutters and races and all these things. So don't go away, everybody. Stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane. Look, we talk about Another Lane every week, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Chad and Azita Jones, husband and wife team, they do it big over there. Make sure you support local and small businesses. Now, this is going to be a little bit different because Noah isn't exactly someone who goes out and is like, all right, let me get uh, the new Travis Scott ones. Let me get the new – it's like, well, I don't – you know. Because you would have to only buy – I never told you. Like, I wasn't you don't guy. know that, Jay. You don't no. know his life. Really. <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the first thing is, because here's what I would do if I was, you know, I'd be like, okay, cool. I want the Travis Scott ones, but I only need one one. Like, so what's up? I'm not paying. Why should I pay full price? I'm, you need I, a soulmate I, who has the other shoe. That's see, what you, you see. Right. So, you see. <laughs> but like, usually. You you actually wear those shoes because the prosthetic has a foot. Of course, but that's true. I but I only wear I walk around in what's called the running leg that has that yeah. blade, and the I blade, wear it yeah. every mm-hmm. day. So I do. I'll wear out, and it wears this, this shoe gets dirty. So then I can't wear the other ones together because then it you don't look dirty until it's next to a brand new one. See. And, yeah, so no, I I can't buy expensive shoes because I feel like I'm getting ripped off. That is exactly right. <laughs> you see that, Gabby? I, I, I knew mind melt. I knew we were there on that. But Noah, it is important that you do have stability in your sneakers and shoes that you put on, right? So, how do you go about shopping for sneakers and shoes, and and how important is stability and functionality? Well, I used to be the kind of person that, like my foot arch, I was I could wear anything. It could be flat, you know, whatever it was, I had the perfect, my feet were perfect. You know, it was like the rest of it. Just everything was perfect. And <laughs> <laughs> I get out in there, I love it. <laughs> but, you know, over time, I mean, it's been 
17 years since I was injured. And now I'm on one foot and my uh, body weight has shifted. My whole center of gravity has shifted to my right side. And so it takes a lot more pressure. And I've run a lot of races. And now I have, you know, now I'm 40 and it's really caught up to me. And I cannot wear shoes that aren't. What I've done recently was I finally did something that I'm not really excited about, but okay, I didn't I didn't get the hookahs, but I got a pair of new balances that basically have the same cushionly sole. Um Noah, Noah, don't be sad. I wear hokas when I run because I have flat feet and not only do I wear hokas, I wear hokas with uh, uh, a um insert. orthotic inside. Yes, yeah. with an insert. So yeah. listen. We got to do what we got to do to maintain. Okay. And I have n- no shame in my game. So is I'm fine. 50, is it 50 coming up this year, Jay? Or are we, it, calm we down. Or ain't, no, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody 50. Calm yourself. Calm yourself. <laughs> now, look, you're, you're, you're the ones coming. You're the one coming in hot. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> Don't get gassed. But no, funny. it's. You, you, you have to, you know, it, it's funny because I had a similar thing happen, right? I, I would always like, like to run in Nikes and whatever. I remember going to a running store and they did the whole like running profile on me. They were like, bro, like those shoes don't help you. Like they're not, no. that's why you, that's why you're always complaining about, oh, this hurt. I'm like, yeah, because those shoes don't help. You need these. And I'm like, all right. I'm you know, and ever since it's happened to me, I always tell people, go get fitted. Mm-hmm. Find out what shoes you need. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like I have a wider foot. So new balances work great mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, now, and what what really sucks is because my doctor told me I had to quit. I, I used to wear even with a, with a prosthetic leg, not with this one, the running leg. But I'd wear cowboy boots all the time. And my doctor was like, stop. Yeah. He's like, you look like an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. He's like, it's bad for your foot. <laughs> he was like, yeah, no, this is not a thing. That's amazing. But it's true, though. I mean, like, I'm, I'm team A6 when it comes to running shoes. New Balance is great. And, you know, a lot of these tests and trials that stores have are Gerard's favorite price. Free ninety nine, you know. Got that right. <laughs> no, but it, it is important, right? Because 100%. you know, as, as as you talked about your overall health, right, including your mental and your physical health, it's like you don't want to be on the sideline injured and all messed up, right? So yeah. wear what is actually good for you and what is going to limit injury. So if you need support and cushion, yeah. get that sneaker with all that cushion. It's fine. Well, then, not only that, like, people don't realize how important their shoe is. Like, you know, running a marathon or a half marathon is different than running a Tough Mudder or a Spark Mm -hmm. Race because Mm -hmm. you don't want a shoe with a lot of cushion because you're in and out of water and mud, and Mm -hmm. it just soaks it up. And there are shoes that are made by companies that are, you know, they're made to be in and out of water and have that Mm -hmm. grip. And, yeah, people, you got – what you wear on your feet is critical and important. Yeah, I mean, it's – are you a road runner? Are you a trail runner? Are you like, it's like, the, those are different sneakers, right? Like right. if it's going to be super icy where you live, it's like, okay, well, those little slick bottoms, that's not, you know, you got to make sure they can grip whatever it is that, that you're on. So no, I don't think people should be running if it's icy. <laughs> I think that's true. I don't even like to walk if it's icy. It's, I'm a liability. So. I mean, I, I will say in the wintertime, I do run when it's, you know, I just, but I switch the shoes, right? We, we, we go to the ones with the, with the better traction and terrain. It's all, it's still hopeless though. 
Which, yeah, yeah. like the cars you put there. Get those winter spikes on those hokas. It's like like when you're climbing a wall, you put spikes on the bottom of your like in Game of Thrones. Ice pick and spikes on your shoe, then you climb in the wall. Noah, this was awesome, man. I think your story is inspirational. Um, You know, Dancing with the Stars, that's just, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the amazing. Uh, one-handed uh, uh, Aladdin. <laughs> that was quite the move, quite the move. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the lift was great, but when I did the Aladdin and they painted, spray-painted my hair black and it was standing up real high, I've not heard the end of that. <laughs> and that, my friend, as you know, is will live in, in, in eternity because it's on the internet. So. Yeah. Yeah, once on the internet, that's just you know. I'd I'd forgotten about it until you started. He's really good at that. Yeah, yeah, no, I try, I try. Uh, No, but your story is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing it with us and sharing your time. Where can people find you and get motivated by you and just you know follow your journey and take bits of inspiration? Because I'm a believer in that, right? You can. This is someone that you can take a piece of something from. Not necessarily like you're losing an arm and a leg, but just his willingness to say no. You can, right? You can overcome something. How can people find you? Uh, well, I'm all over social media. Uh, it's all certified or verified accounts. Uh, but the easiest way, I guess, noahgalloway.com. That'll take you a link to my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if anybody is interested, you know, we mentioned my golf tournament. There's a tab that goes to noexcusesgolf.com. If anybody is, you know, in the Alabama area or wants to come, a lot of people come from out of town. They want to play. We got spots or they want to sponsor it, or if you got something you want to donate, we will be more than happy. Thank you, Noah. We appreciate it. And folks, of course, we are part of the Count the Dings family. You can find us with the original Bomb Show, Woke Bros, uh, Crypto Bros, you know, uh, rap names. Where It's everybody. And us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Citrus, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that stuff. At Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. And until next time, peace. <laughs>